You are listening to the weekly podcast of Mount Vernon Baptist Church, Westwood, in Memphis, Tennessee. We pray you enjoy today's message. If you know he's wonderful, give him praise, church. Give God glory. He's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. Thank you. If you have your Bibles, I'd like for you to turn with me to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16. Let's look at verses 13 through 19. Very familiar passage of scripture, one that I have shared, I know, a few years ago. I want to come back to this passage and see what the Lord has for us on today. When you find it, if you don't mind standing in the presence of the Lord, just in honor of God's word, that's Matthew chapter 16, beginning at verse 13. We'll read down to verse 19. And I'm reading today from the New King James Version. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said unto them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I say unto you that you are Peter, And upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The word of God for the people of God. For the next few moments, I want to answer the question, whose church is it? Oh, yeah. Whose church is it? In honor of our church anniversary, 121 years, it seems to be most fitting for us to aim to answer this question. You'd be surprised how many individuals have something to say about the church. You know, these uh, uh, Facebook preachers (laughs) and social media prophets telling us this and that about the church. And then there are those who have issue with the church and they got a whole lot to say. There's so many. You have to be careful uh, who you listen to, amen? So much to say about the church. Some of it is on target. A lot of it is way off base. And then we live in a time where people choose churches like they're choosing hamburgers. You know, I don't want this one on my sandwich and I don't want that and if I don't like that, I go to get, I go somewhere else. You know, we're just, we're just a consumer culture and we want things our way all the time. And many times if things are not our way, uh, we go somewhere where we can have it our way until they stop giving it our way and we find somewhere else to get it our way. That's not the kind of attitude to have in relation to the church, amen? The word church is a translation of the Greek word ekklesia. Everybody say ekklesia. 
Ecclesia is defined as an assembly or called out ones. The root meaning of church is not a building, but a people. The church is the body of Christ, the bride of Christ. And Jesus Christ is the head of the church. Biblically, we may regard the church in two ways, as universal, a universal church, and the local church. The universal church consists of everyone, everywhere, of all time, in heaven, and on earth, who have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the universal church. All people who have ever received Christ, those who have gone home and now are in heaven, and those of us who are here on earth, that is the universal church. The local church is described as followers of Jesus Christ in present time who gather together for worship, for prayer, for ministry, for carrying out the Lord's ordinances or his commands and the preaching of the gospel. For example, I want you to turn with me to the book of Galatians chapter 1 and look at verses 1 and 2. I have several examples, but I'm just give you one here. Galatians chapter 1. Verses 1 and 2. It says here, uh, Paul, an apostle, not from men nor through men, but through Jesus Christ, God the Father, who raised him from the dead, to all the brothers who are with me, and to who? The churches of Galatia. In this passage, we see here that the province of Galatia, there were many churches. Uh, he says, I'm writing this to the churches of Galatia, many congregations, if you please. Believers should always seek the local church or seek fellowship in the local church. We gather as a local church because the Bible tells us that we should assemble together. It's not a matter if you think you need it or not. Uh, listen to the scripture and what the writer of the book of Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 35. You may see that on your screen. You can turn with me if you please. Hebrews 35 says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. In other words, it says now, if you're a church, if you're believers, you find a local church to gather for worship, for prayer, for ministry, for preaching, for prayer, uh, for praise, all for fellowship, all those things that churches that a church offers, he says, you should not forsake the assembling of yourselves as the manner of some is. That means there are those, there were some at that moment who had begun to forsake the assembling of ourselves. It doesn't mean that you can't miss service, miss our gathering uh, occasionally, but it does mean don't forsake it. If you've gone three and four and five and six, seven months without gathering together, then you are forsaking the assembly. And it's time for you to come back to the assembly. Amen. He says, but encourage one another. That means that we encourage each other to gather, to assemble. See you at church Sunday. Don't miss uh, when we gather. He says, encourage one another. And if you happen to have an issue with assembling, don't spread that over to somebody else. Encourage them. Amen. He says, but encourage one another. And so much more as you see the day approaching. We're living in the last days and God is calling God's people to be the church, to gather together, 
for fellowship, for worship, for preaching, for ministry, uh, because we are the body of Christ. Amen? That's what the church is, but who owns the church? Who's, whose church is it? Um, it's your church. Help me say, it's my church. The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 12, majority of the rest of the message will be found in uh, this passage. I'll refer to this passage a lot. So you can turn to 1 Corinthians 12. The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 12, notice what it says in verse 27. You are the body of Christ and individual members of that body. Help me say, it's my church. Each believer in the church should take ownership of the church. This means that you take responsibility for the effectiveness of the church. You take that responsibility as if it depended on your attitude, your commitment, and your dedication. Because Jesus works in partnership with the hands of God's people to build his church. The church is yours. The church is yours for your generosity. This means that we should give of our time, of our talent, of our tokens. Each of us have gifts and ministries and things to offer. Uh, there are things that you can do, and that's how you get involved in the church. You say, here's something that I can do. I, I, I make balloons very well. Where can that be used in the church? I talk to children. Some kind of way I have a gifting of capturing the attention of children. And if you can capture the attention of a child, how many of you know you have a gift? And if you have that gift, you have to say, where can it be used in the church? You say, Pastor, I love sports, and I have a gifting of teaching sports and athleticism and all these things. Where can it be used in the church? The church is yours to serve. Amen. The church is yours for your generosity. The church is yours to celebrate. If you're part of a church and you're not happy with anything that goes on, then you may be in the wrong church because God wants you at a place where you can celebrate the church. Yes, the church has flaws, but surely there's something to celebrate in every church. And the church said amen. There's something to celebrate. And don't forget that each of us are flawed. And as long as one of us is part of the church, then the church will have at least one flaw. And that one flaw is in each of us. Amen. And so it's your church, so be proud. You ought to brag on Mount Vernon. Find something good to say about the church. Don't let the enemy focus in on what, what you don't like, but find something good to say about the church. And like we were told growing up, if you can't say something good, what? Don't say anything at all. Amen. Because you can always find something good to say about somebody. You can, you can uh, encourage the person near you now. You say, well, I, I like your hair. If you don't like the hair, I like your shoes. If you don't like the shoes, I like the, the, the watch you have on. If you don't like the watch, I like the glasses. If you don't like the glasses, I like the smile. If you don't like the smile, find something. If you can't find something, just... And say, I'm glad to see you. Amen. What's my point? My point is we ought to look for good things about the church and use that to brag about and be proud of. Amen. Can you help me spread some good news in the house today? I want you to find just a few people near you and tell them two things that you love about your church. 
That means you actually have to maybe get up and do it. Amen. <laughs> one thing. If you can't think of two things, one thing. I love our music ministry. Amen. I love the way we recognize and honor our mothers here. I love the birth month ministry and the way it cares for one another. Amen. I love giving Sister Pruitt an opportunity to testify. Sometimes you don't see that in church. Amen. And so we have to find a reason to brag about the church. It's your church. Not only that, whose church is it? It's our church. Help me say it's our church. Right there, there in 1 Corinthians 12, uh, notice what it says here. It says, you are the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 12, looking at, uh, looking at verse 12. For as the body is one and has many members... Many members. It's our church. If you go on down, it says, if the foot should say, because I'm not the hand, I'm not of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not the eye, I'm not of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? So all of us are, are needed. It's our church. Many members make up one body. This means that we are accountable to each other. Some have a hard time many times being accountable because we want to do things our way, want to go our own way. But all of us are part of the body. We are in this together. If one ministry, if one member is hurting or is suffering, then all of us are hurting and suffering. We are in this together. We are accountable to each other. Amen. This means that we need to take care of each other. We need to check on each other. We need to pray for each other support each other give to bless one another i said give to bless one another amen we have pew partners how many of you know your pew partners that means that the person that you tend to sit near all the time you know you have assigned seats uh, find out who they are write their number down get their phone number email address Try not to call and ask them to take you downtown and all that. Can I get a ride to? Try not to do that kind of stuff, but you can call and check on each other. Amen? You have to know each other. And so if you're not, if that person has not been present in a couple of weeks, um, check on them. It's not good. And then you say, I knew something was wrong. I ain't seen them in five weeks. Well, you have five weeks to check on them. They sit next to you every Sunday. And in some way they were missing. That was your opportunity to be a blessing. Amen. This is your church. This is our church. We have to check on each other. We have to support. We have pew partners. The birth month ministry. We have ministries. We have other, all, everything that we do is designed for us to find a place and so that uh, each of us can care for one another and check on each other. And many times you have to take a risk to introduce yourself, get to know somebody, and begin to work with them, get to know them, because it's our church. Not only that church, is is your church, is our church, but it's also their church. Help me say, it's their church. The church has a mission uh, that is fueled by Jesus' mission to save the lost. 
Uh, he said, I have not come to call the righteous to repentance, but sinners, as all of us. The church is not a museum for saints. It's a hospital for those who are in pain. The church belongs to them. And who is them? Those who have not met the Lord yet. Those who are reaching out for salvation. Those who are hurting and need to know that there is a bomb in Gilead. Those who don't know where to turn and they need to know that if you trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding, in all of your ways acknowledge him, he shall direct your path. Those who have given up on life and don't know that God has a plan and a purpose and he can take the broken pieces of your life and put things back together again, the church is for them. The church is for them who have lost their way and feel that their bad deeds can never be forgiven. It's for them to know that God's mercy is rich. His goodness is everlasting. His grace is available. And everything you put in his hand, he knows how to forgive you. He knows how to cleanse you. He knows how to turn it around. The church is for them. Hallelujah. The church is theirs. And we are in the church now because the Lord saved us and put us in the church. We can't keep this to ourselves, church. It's their church. It's their church because God so loved the world. That's the, that's the world. His love is for everybody. Amen. It's their church because Jesus healed a Syrophoenician Canaanite woman's daughter. They were on the outside of the covenant of Abraham, looking in, hoping to be blessed. And she asked the Lord, she says, now, uh, can you heal my daughter? And Jesus said, uh, healing is the children's bread. But she wouldn't stop asking. She was persistent. She said, yes, the healing bread is for the children, but even the dogs get the bread crumbs that fall from the table. And finally, Jesus says, oh, woman, great is your faith, reminding us that what we think is reserved exclusively for the church, the Lord knows how to make it available for everybody else. Is there anybody here that knows the church is theirs? The church is theirs because Jesus healed a centurion servant. A centurion uh, was considered an enemy of God's people and because they were, they were occupying the Israeli territory and this Gentile asked Jesus for a miracle and Jesus did it. Encouraging us to know that even though you're not part of the exclusive circle of disciples, if you believe and have enough faith to ask God to solve your problems, the Lord may grant your request. The church is theirs. The church is theirs because Jesus saved a thief on the cross. Hallelujah. Now he was being crucified next to Jesus, Reverend Newsom, and the thief said, Lord, when you enter your kingdom, remember me. And Jesus said, in essence, you believe that I'm Lord, you call him in Lord, well, on this day, not tomorrow, not after baptism, not after the new member reception, not after you join the deacon's board, not after you become a minister, not after you sing in the choir. He said, this day you will be with me in paradise. The church is theirs. Oh, come on, somebody give God glory in this house. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, remember the thief on the cross helping us to know that we should never forget the broken, the bruised, the mistreated, and don't ever make it difficult for anyone to be part of our church family. Let me run that by us one more time. 
Jesus didn't make it difficult for the thief on the cross, so how dare we make it difficult for anybody who becomes part of our church family. Can I run that by us one more time? Jesus made it easy, and we ought to make it comfortable and easy for anybody who wants to be part of our church family. Amen, somebody. And lastly, the question who owns the church and whose church is it is really ultimately an easy question to answer because the key is hanging on the door right here in the text. The Bible says it's the Lord's church. Uh, with his own words, Jesus declared, on this rock, I will build my church. And some say that this refers to Peter as the foundation that the Lord builds the church on. But this does not refer to Peter as the foundation. The reason they feel this way is because coming from the Greek word Petros, the name Peter means rock or stone. Uh, to use an English equivalent, uh, Peter means rocky. But when Jesus said, I say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, he made a difference between Peter and the rock by using two different Greek words, hallelujah. The name Peter is Petros, but the word rock that Jesus used is Petra. Petros means a small stone, a pebble, but Petra means a bedrock, a large foundation, boulder. So to paraphrase Jesus' own words, he says, I say to you, you're just a little small stone, but upon this big boulder foundation, I'm going to build my church. It was a powerful play on words, very significant to us here today. Because why would I want the church to be built on a man who denied Jesus and had flaws just like me and everybody else? But I give God glory here today that the church is not built on the the church is not built on Peter, but the church is built on the solid truth that Jesus is the unique sinless son of the living God. He was sent with a mission to redeem sinners. The church is built on the person of Jesus Christ. The church is the Lord's because Jesus is the head of the church. The church is the Lord's because Jesus purchased the church. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 20 in verse 28 that he purchased the church with his own blood. The church is the Lord's because the Lord gives victory to the church. Jesus gave a great assurance right here in the text he says that the gates of hell shall not prevail first I want to give God glory that it is his church and he owns the church and he's building his church he is Lord he owns the church Lord means owner. We thank God today for what the Lord has allowed Mount Vernon Baptist Church to quote unquote own. We don't really own these lights though. We don't own these pews. We don't own this microphone. We don't own the speakers. We don't own anything in here because the building and everybody sitting in here belongs to the Lord. The church don't belong to the deacon's board. The church don't belong to the mother's board. The church don't belong to the choir or the preachers I thank God here today that the church belongs to the one who gave his hands to the nails have you ever given your hands to the nails I give God glory here today that the church belongs to the one that gave his feet 
to the spike. He bought the church with his own blood. And I wish I had some help here today that would help me spread the word that the blood still works. Jesus owns the church. Jesus died for the church. Jesus lives in the church. Jesus directs the church. The church is the Lord's. Don't belong to me. It don't really belong to any of us. God allows us to take some sense of ownership, but it belongs to him. Give him praise here, church. Give God glory. Hallelujah. And here's, here's, here, here, here's the part of the text that really makes me shout and happy. He said, the gates of hell shall not prevail. Will the church wave your hand for me? And so if you are the church, I got some good news here for you. I don't care what kind of hell you're going through today. I don't care what you're facing in your life. I don't care what they're saying about you. I don't care if all the hounds of hell are on your back. Jesus said it won't prevail against the church. Hallelujah. We find it in the book of Isaiah. The prophet Isaiah said it another way. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. You ought to give him praise right there. Give him glory. David the king said it this way. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Give him another praise, church. The gates won't prevail against you. The psalmist put it this way. The Lord is the light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? You ought to give him another praise right there. The Apostle Paul put it another way. If God be for us, hallelujah, who can be against us? The gates of hell won't prevail against us. John laid it down and said it this way. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. No matter what the hell does, God has already given you the victory. Give him praise, church. Give God the glory. It's the Lord's church. And he deserves all the praise in the church. I said he deserves the praise. He deserves our hallelujahs. Can you give him your best hallelujah right now? He deserves our thank you, Jesus. Give him your best thank you, Jesus. He deserves every clap. I know you might be too cool to clap, but I dare you to stop thinking about yourself and think about the one who owns you and give him the glory. Oh, clap your hands, all your people, and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. He belongs in the church, and the praise is all his. He deserves all the praise. My hallelujah belongs to him. My thank you, Jesus, belongs to him. Every dance belongs to him. Every shout belongs to him. He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. It's the Lord's church. I said, it's the Lord's church. It's the Lord's church. If you love him, tell him thank you this morning. If you really love him, give him glory right now. He's worthy to be praised. Whose church is it? Your church. It's our church. It's their church. But over top of all of it, it's the Lord's church. Tell him thank you, Lord. Tell him thank you. Tell him thank you. I'm glad it's his church because there's healing in his church. I'm glad that it's his church because there's deliverance in his church. I'm glad that it's his church because there's power in his church. I'm glad that it's his church because he can wipe tears from your eyes in his church. I'm glad that it belongs to him. 
because he can make a way out of no way. I'm glad that it's not my church because I don't have a power to heal your headache. But I thank God here today that it's his church and he has power to do everything but fail. Hallelujah. And I give God glory here today. And I love to holler all that I want to. Thank you, Jesus. Because God has been that good to me. Do you recognize how good God has been to you? Hallelujah. We thank God for his goodness. We thank God for his mercy. There may be someone here today that's ready to say yes to the Lord. It's your time. Say, Pastor. I'm ready. This is your time to do it. Maybe there's someone here today and you're ready to make Mount Vernon your church home. This is your time. This is your moment to say yes, to become part of God's church. This is your time. Don't talk yourself out of it. God has allowed you to be here today to say yes. He didn't allow you to be here today to say no. If he allows you to be here today, say yes. Help me say yes, y'all. If God woke you up this morning and said go to church, he didn't bring you here to say no. He brought you here for you to say yes. This is your time to come. If you know this is your moment, come now door of the church is open for you the invitation thank you for joining us please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review god bless and have an amazing week